Hey, hey guys, so you're about to listen to a Jesus blurb, but I did want to just get on here real quick. So I, when I was recording it, I obviously did not have notes in front of me and just totally uh, Jesus blurbed it. So the reference to Colossians that you're going to hear is actually not the right verse. It's Colossians 3, 18 through 20 is what I, uh, the correct verse. So I think I said one through three. I'm not sure. Uh, but just know I'm not perfect, but I definitely made a note to myself because I was, uh, recording that on the fly. And I was like, that just doesn't seem right. Like, and I had to grab my Bible and I was like, oh yeah, I was wrong. But, uh, that's just me being real and showing you that I'm not perfect. But, uh, I did go back and correct it. So you guys are going to hear just the Jesus blurb with the incorrect reference scripture but it is in the comments below if you want it so i hope that this is something that somebody out there needs to hear you guys be blessed and stay focused hey y'all i hope you got some coffee so you can sit down and uh, sip why i share this little jesus blurb with you uh, a little backstory before I share with the spirit kind of just put on my heart to share with you guys is um, I got an opportunity this past weekend to go to a women's conference in Dayton, Texas. Um, it was an SFL conference and the whole banner for uh, this particular conference was fearless. There was uh, many speakers, many great messages, testimonies, um, just to see particularly how God is so grateful in the midst of your our struggles and how when we allow fear to immobilize us the impact that it could have on us and um what you know what the enemy says about us but what god says about us and it was so many good good things and i'm putting trying to put my notes together because i like to do that when i go um to a conference i try to write as many notes as i can but then i like to a few days later as they resonated and processed in my spirit is I like to sit down and pick them apart and be in like, okay, God, I wrote this down because it stuck out to me, but can you show me why it stuck out to me? Can you show how it's pertaining to where I'm at in my season? And sometimes I may not know why I've written it down and he may not show that to me right now, but there have been this past year, I have went back and hunted down notes that I've taken years ago and I've used them on the pod. Uh, I have used them for personal study. I've used them for uh, the people that I mentor to um, and just for my own personal growth. And, and it's just been absolutely amazing. So that's why, uh, you know, you've heard me say it, but it's so important to take those notes, to highlight in your Bible, to to doodle whenever you can. Even if you're like um, somewhere and you don't have somewhere to doodle, write it on your notepad on your phone, like write it on a napkin. I don't know how many sticky notes I have or pieces of paper that I've just torn off something that I have things written on. I just have a box full of that. But I just know it's because it's important that when the Spirit shows us something and God speaks directly to us that we're still and that we listen because there are are things that he's telling us consistently and we are just so busy and with life and going through the motions that we are not taking the time to stop and be with him. And you're going to hear about that on this week's episode. Um, it is a short devotion that I shared with um, our youth students a couple weeks ago. Um, well, about a week, 
two weeks ago. I, I always say a couple weeks, but anyway, that is that is two weeks. Uh, but uh, about the importance of quiet time, the why, how do you do it, and the result that you get out of quiet time. And I'm I'm so excited to share that with you guys because. It goes right hand in hand with this prayer series, which I'm going to be wrapping up soon because um, I am about to shift in a different perspective. But um, okay, now to uh, what the spirit kind of showed me, I was going through my notes and then um, so relationship has been on my heart. Um, I did the pod a couple weeks ago about the importance of praying for our spouse and I feel like um, just where me and my husband are right now, like God is just over and abundantly working in our marriage in a positive way that we are able to sit down at the table here and we are able to open our Bibles together, discuss. He's doing this particular Bible plan with um, a couple guys at our church and that accountability is so awesome and to see his excitement whenever he at the end of the day when he he reads something that he's heard before but God has shown him in a different perspective and it's those moments that I have been praying for for years and my husband has been coming to church with me for uh quite some time but the Lord has really just shifted something in his spirit this past year um he is given him the ability and the confidence to step up and lead um in our youth as well along with our family other family members who um serve on our leadership team and it's just it's just such a proud wife moment and for those of you out there who um maybe your spouse is struggling maybe your spouse is um kind of aborted the ship or 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 whatever the the situation may be pray for them touch them, pray for them, ask them to, if you can pray for them as crazy as it seems, they may be like, why? And just be like, I just want to pray for you and just speak life into them, speak God's truth into them and just uh, pray for your marriage. I encourage fasting. If you are um, needing clarification or direction or anything fast, listen to where God wants you to go. And so one of the devotions that I do is uh, something that uh, it's one that my spiritual daughter gave me uh, for Christmas, and I started it in January. And you're supposed to do it with your spouse, but I said, um, I said, Lord, I need to work on me. I I want to be a better wife. I want to um, be able to honor my husband as well as honor the kingdom. So this first year of going through it, I want to I want to do it on my own. And then there have been times that certain certain devotions that I've been able to talk to my husband about, and we've had great conversations. And uh, I did my devotion this morning, was going over those notes from the conference, and it was like a light bulb went off that um, our words, just as scripture says, that have the power to speak life or death. And that goes not just about uh, the people around us, but particularly about our spouse and about um, the ones that we do life with every single day. Like, are you speaking, are you giving, speaking grace or are you speaking gossip? Like, what is it? And I, I mean, meaning that in the most loving way, because I'm guilty of it. There have been times that my husband has just absolutely frustrated me. Instead of running to the father, I ran to someone else. 
this year, actually starting this devotion, I have stepped back from doing that. Yes, I have my um, spiritual mama that I just ask for direction for and guidance on as far as marriage or if I'm struggling because sometimes I just need to work things out a little bit more. And yes, I obviously go to the father first, but sometimes I do need that wisdom from someone who's been married and things like that. And so that's where God aligns certain people at. And then you have to pray and ask God to lead you to people that you can trust, lead you to people that are going to pour positivity back into you and not send you in a different direction and negativity because God's whole purpose for man and woman is to be together and to do life together and to procreate and have, you know, this abundant life serving the kingdom, not separately, but together as one. And so the scripture that was in my devotion and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. It, It was Proverbs 17, 9. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. So I took that in a different perspective. I, I, I took a step back and I actually took this uh, one verse and I put it into two parts. The first part, whoever would foster love covers an offense. So there are times that we probably do things as wives that irritate our husbands. There are things that uh, we say, maybe things that we don't get done. I know that I am on a struggle train trying to get in a routine for summer, but I am going to do better and I'm going to put things in place uh, so that next summer I am better organized and I can keep up with the laundry and on top of all the house things in the summer when camps come back around. Uh, But I know a lot of times too that I have learned to not say certain things or not say things in a certain tone because I know the triggers that it will have. And instead I've been able to stop, pray about it, ask the Lord to give me an opportunity to have a conversation uh, on something that maybe we disagree on or the the why I see it this way. And he has been so amazing giving us that opportunity. But it's a two-way street. Like my husband does the same for, for me. And we're working on it every single day to be better together. And so I'm not going to sit there and think about all the things in the past that he's done or the, the, how I want him to change and things I want him to do. I'm just thinking about the now. And our pastor says that. So if you're out there and you go to our church, you've, you've heard it. Living in the now, right now, how can I do, how can I cover my husband with love, not just by my actions, but by my words and the things that, you know, he does wrong? Because in reverse of that, I want him to do the same thing for me. If I speak ill or I speak in a wrong manner or I do something that upsets him, I want him to cover me with love and then I want him to talk to me about it. So the same respect that I'm giving him is the same respect I uh, would love back and I do get back. And that goes back to the last episode of Ephesians uh, 5 that, you know, and I read in Colossians last night, I want to say it was Colossians 3, but I'm not going to say 100% about the um, Christ's vision for marriage. And, um, I want to say it's the first three verses, like husbands, uh, wives submit to your husbands, uh, 
husbands respect your wife and then children obey your parents. Um, I want to say it was Colossians 3. I will definitely check and put it in the comments below. But um, it just made me think about that. And then just how God is just repeatedly showing me um, this year things for my marriage to make it better. And this has been honestly like we've been together nine years and married three, maybe four years, something like that. Uh, but this has been the best year of marriage that I've had. I've been able to, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry, but I've been able to serve with my husband, uh, multiple times this year. I get to do youth ministry with him and it's so great because our daughter is in youth. So it's like, she gets to see us not only at home acting out, um, the Christian life and being the best believers that we can be, but she sees it at church. She sees it whenever we go places. Um, I'm always trying to be the best example for her that I can be. And it's so more powerful and meaningful to me that now me and her dad are literally on the same page, the same fire, the same vision, the same goals in life spiritually that everything else has just lined up. And God has been so good to us and to our family. And uh, I'm not saying that we're perfect. I'm not saying that we don't have disagreements, that we don't argue, but we are able to address those situations in a different aspect now. And I, I am, if you out there are just needing prayer, if you're needing uh, counsel, if you're needing to just chat, please get with me. Let's Zoom call. Let's, let's work through this together. Let me help you um, with your relationship problems. And um, let me just help you focus on you because I know that whenever we were, like our third year being together, I had so much baggage from my past that I let it just, just darkness over my relationship with my husband. And I had to work on me and work through the things that I had been through to be able to just get to that starting point that I'm able to receive the love that my husband has for me, that I'm able to receive the love that God has given him to give to me. And so um, it's a process, but you can do it. And um, I would love to chat with you, love to have coffee with you, um, whatever I can do to help you out there. So um, reach out to me. Let me, let me help you, you know, but I am just going to say like, I can sit here and I can give you all of this advice and all of these things. But if, if you personally don't put in the work and the time and to get into prayer with the father and ask him for, um, discernment, direction, wisdom, all of those things that you're going to need when going through uh relationship, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, I can't, I can't be there to hold your hand. I can give you tips and I can give you tools and help you get equipped. But ultimately it comes from the word of God and the father fully equipping you and giving you the confidence to be able to speak to your partner or whatever the case may be. Um, the second part of this scripture, it says, whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. So how I took that is whoever repeats the matter repeats the the gossip and the, or the the aggravation of your husband to several other people it could separate you and your husband or if you're a man listening to this you and your wife um so 
don't go around to this person, this person, this person. Have that one person that you can confine in that God direct me to this person so that I can get um, clarity, that I can get advice from. And do your very best not to, when you get aggravated, when you get frustrated, um, when you just feel like the rope is just being cut that you're not thinking about all the things in the past and keeping like a check mark over everything that is that your spouse has done over the years or over the months or weeks or recently or whatever what it, right now think about the now you know and that's where grace comes in god we get grace from our father and from that whenever we accept Christ into our life to be our Lord and Savior, that grace is instilled in us um, by our actions and our vo- our voice, uh, the words that we speak. So we have to be able to give grace. Um, we have to know that um, our husbands, or our spouses are not going to be perfect. We're not perfect. That some t- the, you know, scripture does say that, that the greatest battle is not against flesh and blood but it's against the spirit and i'm pretty sure that's how that is or it could be backwards i will double check but i'm not perfect but you guys know what i mean um but it's not against each other you know we have to have that discernment and you have with that grace comes mercy that you are forgiven you we as believers are forgiven so therefore we need to forgive our spouse we need to all right they're not perfect they're flesh i'm flesh Yes, we have the spirit living inside of us, but we're still human. You know, we still make mistakes. And that's where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in to give us restoration, to give us the, the, the um, you know, discernment and things that we need. And I just want to real quick, the word uh, I'm sorry is powerful or I shouldn't have said that or can you forgive me? Because we have to own up to our own actions. We can't expect our spouse to, um, you know, be perfect all the time. We can't be perfect. And so when our spouse does something to tick us off, we want them to apologize. We want to talk about it. We want to, you know, we want to work through this. But in the same sense, the flip side, same thing for us. If we say things that are in a hateful tone, or we say things that are um just shaking everything up i'm sorry man like forgive me like that is so powerful so i just want to pray for you and then um that is all for today i know it was a said it was a small jesus blur but uh, i just love how god just lines lines things up and then he shows them to me and i I think sometimes the things that he shows me i'm like lord do i share this do i keep it and this was something that just kind of went right in line with the last podcast about praying for your spouse and so um Lord, I just ask that you fill all of our marriages uh, out here, mine and the listeners listening, Lord, that you fill them up with grace, Lord, that you allow us to speak your love um, into our home and into our environment that we are with our spouse, Father. I pray that you're able to allow us to speak um, kind words about our spouse father um teach us to forgive as you've forgiven us let our words um show respect show kindness show grace show mercy 
Keep us grow close together. Help us grow closer with you, Father. Help us um, as wives or as husbands just be the um, center of what you want for our marriage, Father. Let, help us be able to be the, the start of the foundation, Father. Help us allow you to just pour into us, Father, and let us be a pillar of your of your works, Father. Let us be just um, who you intended for us to be as one, um, as um, a marriage, Father. I thank you for all that you do for us. And in your holy name we pray. Amen.